everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're glad you're with us for another episode of Ask Anything. And with us today is Frank Agin, who's going to be talking to us about networking in the modern world. Frank is the founder and president of Am Spirit Business Connections, where he works to empower entrepreneurs, sales representatives, and professionals around the country to become more successful through networking. He's written numerous articles on professional networking and is the author of several books, including Foundational Networking, Building Know, Like, and Trust to Create a Lifetime of Extraordinary Success, The Champion, Finding the Most Valuable Person in Your Network, and Chase Greatness, Life Lessons Revealed Through Sports. He is also the host of the Networking Rx podcast, which provides insights and advice for becoming more successful through networking, as well as interviews with authors, small business icons, and thought leaders. Frank, it's great to have you on Ask Anything today. We're very glad that you're with us to speak about networking in the modern world. How are you? I'm doing well, Angel. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I want to start with the basics, as we always do here and Ask Anything, and I want to ask you to tell us, what is networking for you? How has it defined what you do today? Well, how I define networking is two or more people working towards their mutual benefit. You have a law degree, I have an MBA, and I went through school and, and started working at a really big firm, and the whole notion of success was just work hard, accumulate certificates and degrees, and everything will take care of itself. And it doesn't because uh, everybody gets the certificates and degrees. Everybody works hard. And so really what networking boils down to is developing relationships with people around you where you're finding ways to help them and they're finding ways to help you. Yeah, that's a very good definition of networking. That's the way the same way I see it. But let's talk about networking in, a, in the modern world. What can you tell us about this phrase and why is it any different than, say, five, 10, or even 22 years ago as the century turned. Networking, developing relationships. I, a friend who once said, uh, it's as old as dirt. And it's probably not as old as dirt, but it's pretty old. And uh, there's, a, there's a story that I share when I get out and talk to groups about, there's a famous anthropologist out there named Margaret Mead. And Margaret Mead was teaching a class and one of the students raised his hand or her hand and said, what was the first sign of human civilization? And she thought about it for a second and people were waiting with bated breath as to what the answer might be. Weapons, clay pots, fire, whatever it might be. And her response was a healed femur. And that when they came across the remains of a human with a healed femur, they knew there was something special because in the animal world, if an animal breaks its femur, that's the bone that connects the knee to the hip. When it breaks that bone, it's a death sentence. Right. It can't move. It can't forage. It can't. And when you find a species where somebody is willing to stay behind and it takes about six weeks for that to heal without modern medical care, somebody had to make a commitment to that person. And that was really the first sign of relationships where we made a decision. We collectively humanity made a decision that we were going to do things for other people. And there are really there's really evidence of this throughout time that we worked to help one another. And um a story I recently shared with a group was George Washington and Betsy Ross. You know, she sewed the first American flag. How did they meet? They sat next to each other in church. And there's a whole story as to how she ended up in that pew next to George Washington, because she wasn't even of that religion, but it was networking. You know, he did go out and Google seamstress. He wasn't, you know, racing around looking for things. 
It was somebody that he knew, he liked, he trusted, somebody he wanted to help. Uh, George Washington knew uh, her husband, and that was networking. There was no email, there was no phone, there was no telegraph, there was no nothing. And so you ask the question, what has changed in the last 20 years, last whatever? Really nothing is that we still develop relationships one at a time. Um, and I joke about it, but I'll say, you know, babies still come from the same damn place, right? I mean, the, LinkedIn, whatever, you know, texting, you know, relationships are still relationships, but people get caught up in this notion that, well, now that LinkedIn's here or texting or TikTok or whatever, that things have fundamentally changed. All that social media has done, all the internet has done is allowed us to communicate farther, further, and faster. Before we do business with people, we still need to know them, like them, and trust them. So simple answers, nothing's really changed other than our ability to communicate. And to your point, I feel like social media has definitely amplified the way we network nowadays because, I mean, you, you mentioned LinkedIn. Of course, there's many other social media platforms. You mentioned TikTok, which I'm not. I'm not a connoisseur on that. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't claim to be anything. Uh, I have an 18 year old son who watches videos on it every day and he laughs and that's all he does. But I have, I know nothing. So count me out. But um, well, in my experience, it's a really good way to make 30 minutes disappear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that based on my son's experience. Again, I, I have zero experience. But it does let you, as you mentioned, it let, lets you go farther. You know, it doesn't necessarily hold you down to the, I mean, the old way of networking, right, was going to a place, meeting somebody. And geographically speaking, you could be within the same, you know, 10, 15, 20 mile radius, heck, take it to 100 miles. But now with social media, with LinkedIn and all these, you know, professional and non-professional platforms, you can actually reach people all across the globe. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that the only thing will zoom, the only thing that zoom doesn't fix or teams or whatever, the only thing it doesn't fix. Well, two things. One is time, right? There's still mm -hmm. time zones. I have a friend over in Thailand. We're recording. It's three o'clock PM Eastern time. We don't talk three o'clock because it's 3 AM his time. So we mm -hmm. can't fix time. The other thing we can't fix is I have no idea how tall you guys are right? When I meet people in person, it's like, holy crap, you're really tall. Or wow, I didn't realize you were that short. But other than that, I, I have a lot of great friends. I truly mean that, that I have met through what I'll call the, lo the lockdown through Zoom. And we've just developed these relationships going back and forth and really learning about each other. And I get them and they get me. And, you know, again, mutual beneficial relationships. It's really kind of a neat thing. Right. And you lose that personal touch that you get from meeting somebody in person when you do reach out to somebody by any of those means. Like I, I was just, as a matter of fact, I mean, today, the day that we're recording, I was reached out by somebody who knows somebody within Mosier and they want to set up a call with me. Well, they reach out to me uh, via my Mosier email and via LinkedIn Messenger. So that's the way we're you know, we're reaching out to people nowadays. And that's, I mean, some people still find that to be very, very good. Obviously, I'm personally a little bit worried about it. I mean, I still like the old firm handshake, if you, if sure. you know what I mean. No, I, I mean, I totally agree. There's an energy about being in the room with somebody. But like if somebody, I, I had this happen to me the other day, last week, somebody 
wanted to have a phone conversation. And I'm like, now, you know, it's just, I get on the phone with somebody, I'm tinkering, I'm messing, I'm just not mm -hmm. really into it. Here, I can see you guys, right? And I can see your facial expressions. Mm -hmm. I know that we're connecting on a certain level. Yes, it would be better if we were in the same room together yes. and shake hands. Uh, there's an energy about it, but there's enough with this that you can make it work. And I have people in my organization, people who have bought franchisees that I never met face to face. It works. You have great relationships with them. Yeah. Because obviously they're, they're part of the organization. So they, even though this isn't a great medium or it, it doesn't replace that physical being with somebody and learning their mannerisms, because it's not just about talking. You, you know, when you're in front of somebody, you learn their mannerisms, you learn the way they speak, the way they move their hands, you know, all those kinds of things that make us unique, right? Yep. Kind of speaking about that a little bit, how has the pandemic changed the way we network? I know we probably have touched on a little bit about it right now in this little conversation, but I want to get your thoughts on how, how you believe the pandemic has changed the way we network. Well, you know, this is the way I, I, I one of the ways I look at it. If you remember, I re, I'll share my experience. When I was in high school, there was one or two people who really got me, right? Thought the same way, did the same things, we hung out. Um, and, and I'm not saying other people were bad, but there was just a couple people that got me. And when I went off to college, that number, of course, there's more people at college, that number went up quite a bit. There are more people who think like I do, who you know want to be studious, who like the same movies, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you get out into the working world, that population opens up even more. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. You know, I certainly met lots of people in the working world and where I worked and outside of where I work connected to that. What the, the lockdown has done is really opened up 7 billion people to that formula. I'm just connected to people all over the world now that kind of get what I'm about, you know, and they're, they're building a small business and I'm building a small business. And so I think what it's done is it's really expanded the population of potential people who think and act and believe the things that you believe. And that's really been the powerful, the powerful thing with it. And at times it's almost like, I feel like I'm drinking from a fire hose because I'm meeting so many people and I can't keep up with it. That's interesting because you, it basically from a bad situation, like the pandemic, I guess what you're telling me is that you outgrew your connections because of it. You I grew did. that you grew that connection piece because of it. And that and I think that's happened to most, if not all of us in general. Um, I do agree with your with your uh, story about high school and then how you grow up and then you become you go to college and then kind of your group starts growing as you start maturing and just moving around and meeting different people and you realize how much you have in common with all of them. But I guess the pandemic, as you mentioned, did open up a good number of people to now a more connected world because we needed to. Yeah. It's to me, it's fascinating. I, um, I was on a call week before last in Estonia out of, it was based out of Estonia, uh, which is up near Finland. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, it used to be a, used to be a part of the Soviet union and yep. just having a conversation, you start to realize, you know, on how you, you mentioned you have an 18 year old son, right? I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, 
you love your kids as much as I love my kids. Right. And that's the thing, you mm -hmm. know, politics aside, I mean, I know they drive you crazy. Right. I get that. But politics aside, it's, you know, we're all just people. And as I meet people out there, you know, in Thailand, in India, Estonia, Nigeria, you just realize <clears throat> just how how superficial, you know, a lot of the things are in the world. And um, it's I mean, it's an it's a neat thing. It's really a neat thing. And I don't know what the long term ramifications are, but you really can't unring the bell of us all knowing each other. I wouldn't be on this show. But for the lockdown. I can trace back all the little steps and there's probably 10 or 12 of them in there, but two or three along the way required Zoom. It required this, this being open to meeting people elsewhere. We started this podcast on the lockdown. There you go. <laughs> basically um, basically um, at the outskirts, I mean, a little bit later than, than when COVID started, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's how a lot of things began. Uh, a lot of things just took, took off because people had, more time on their hands. They wanted, they had that hunger for connections beyond the people that they knew. Because if you think about it, when we started the lockdown, when COVID started, I mean, you, you had that group of people that you always talked to. Right. And all of a sudden now you're basically having the same conversations day in and day out. So you kind of needed to spread out a little bit more. And I think a lot of people just went ahead and did that. And now it's flourished to, like you were saying, meeting people from, from Estonia, um, you know, Thailand, et cetera, having all those partnerships across the globe. That is really interesting. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's fun. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fun to play with time zones too. <laughs> well, it is it's summer. Well, you, it's funny you say that because I was invited on a podcast in India. Hey, Frank, everybody's talking. They've heard about you. We want you to come in and speak. I'm like, okay, great. 7.30 Monday morning. Great. It was 7.30 their time, which meant that it was 11.30 my time Sunday night. Oh, <laughs> oh it was, it was uh, I think it was nine hours. They're nine hours ahead of us, nine and a half. So you have to kind of be careful and ask those questions. Yeah. Um, and not everybody does the daylight savings time thing. So that creates some confusion. Right. Um, so, but it's, you know, it's all good. So, before we go, because I'm going to ask you this last question, and then I got a couple more for you. Okay. How can we be better at networking in this modern world? Well, again, I think, you know, certainly being open to meeting other people. But what I tell people with respect to networking is that you, you have to find ways to help other people. So many people approach networking with the notion of, Hey, what's in it for me? What can I get there? It's almost calculated. And I like to get on calls just to learn about people. Um, well, for example, how I connected into this podcast, I was on a call with one of, one of your, your staff there, somebody had connected me to them and I'm sitting there talking to this person. He's kind of an IT person. Um, he's up in South Bend. You probably know who he is, but at, oh, any, yeah. rate, um, at any rate, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm trying to figure out how this all fits together. Well, it just so happens that the person that I talked to immediately before him, same thing, but she's out in Seattle and she's with a firm that does nothing but cybersecurity. And she's like, listen, I want to meet people who are just IT people. You know, maybe they do cybersecurity, maybe they don't, but I just want to meet those people. And I'm on the conversation with her and I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know. I don't know anybody right now, maybe some point. So I made a note in my records 
And lo and behold, the very next person, it's like, so I connected the two of them. What's in it for me? I don't know. Karma. It'll come back. I'm not worried. Well, I'm on this podcast. You know, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Casey Martin. That was. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's networking. So, Frank, I got a couple of questions that I want to ask you. Uh, what's a commonly held belief about your expertise that you passionately disagree with? I, I think a commonly held belief is, is that more is better. And I'm, I'm a firm believer of less is more. And what I mean by that is people get out of, they try to meet as many people as possible. And, and I think, I think to a degree we need to, you can't stop at one person, but I think we need to try and have deeper relationships with less people. Um, for so many people it's, you know, and I'm not saying five or six or anything like that, but you know, some people it's like hundreds and hundreds and you know what, 10, 20 people. I tell people just meet somebody new every month where you can have a relationship and then add to it next month and it'll start to grow. So that would be my first, my response to that. A great piece of advice right there. So next question, what's something that everyone in your industry space should start or stop doing? Boy, uh, one of the questions I always get with respect to networking is what can I do to really impact my network today, my relationships today? And what I tell people is find something you're passionate about and go volunteer. I mean, there's okay. lots of groups, lots of organizations, civic you know, initiatives that need help. They need support more than they need money. I mean, money's great, but people's time is, is uh, invaluable, right? You can't get that back. And so I tell people to get out there and, and network, or excuse me, volunteer their time, and that'll benefit them in two ways. One, when they get out and work with whatever organization, maybe it's pet adoption, whatever it might be, they're immediately thrust into a world with other people who have the same passions that they do. They never have to talk about what it is they do. I mean, Mosier, you know, that ought to be the number one initiative. Everybody get out there and do something, right? Because people will find out what they're about. The second thing that happens when we get out and we volunteer and do things in our communities, however you want to define your community, is that even the people who aren't who don't share that same passion see you doing it. And just by the whole the nature of us being hardwired and looking for people who are willing to help other people, when they see that you're involved, they just they'll come to believe that you're a good person. So that's certain, you know, that's my one bit of advice for people. That's another great piece of advice, and especially about going out and volunteering. I mean, we this past uh, Martin Luther King Day was a holiday for us, but it's also a day that we use here at Mosier as a volunteer day. So we ask our employees to go out and volunteer at whatever cost, kind of like what you were saying, because that just lifts up your spirits. It lifts up your yeah. soul. I mean, and as you mentioned, wherever you go, you're going to make a connection, you know, whether that's with the individuals associated with the place that you're going or with other individuals who are there volunteering themselves. So great piece of advice. And lastly, when you first started in your expertise, what was harder than you expected? Well, you know, when I started with respect to networking, I have a law degree, I have an MBA. I started with a really big accounting firm. Like I said, you just showed up and the work was there. And when I left and went into private practice, the private practice of law, I told them that a funny thing happened and the funny thing was nothing happened because I had no idea how to get clients. I just figured, hey, I'm smart. I've got degrees. I've got all this experience. People are just going to want to hire me. And it doesn't work that way. 
And so there really wasn't, you know, we didn't have the internet. This is 1995. I didn't really, I didn't really have anybody to, to kind of mentor me as to, Hey, this is really how it works. I was just in a firm where you just, the work was there and, you know, just, it, it was hard just trying to understand how relationships work. And, you know, now that I've been doing it for a long time, it's, I can't see it any other way. I mean, I would love to have that time over again because I would have just tackled it a whole different way. That's an interesting story about how you started on your own. Yeah, it was painful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, most most good successful stories usually start with some sort of difficulty. So, yeah. I mean, that definitely sounds like it. But Frank, it was great to have you with us today. This was a great conversation about networking in the modern world. We really appreciate your time and thank you once again for being with us. Thanks, Angel. We'd like to thank Frank Egan for joining us this week to talk about networking in the modern world. Ask Ye Anything will be back next week with another episode continuing to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. If you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then... Remember to keep connecting. So long, everybody.